This is the Marriage Bites Podcast, Episode 29, Flaw or Feature? Welcome to the Marriage Bites Podcast, Episode 29, Fun! We're almost to 30, ooh! I thought you were going to say, Fun or Feature? Feature fun? Fun or feature? Well, I will tell you what, I can't believe we've done, this will be number 29, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time of recording this, it is what first of March, second of March, something mm-hmm. like that. And it there's snow outside still, and I am ready for spring. I'm done with the winter. It snowed overnight yesterday. We woke up March first with four inches of snow, and actually, I was really excited about it. The kids were disappointed because they didn't get a snow day. I was a little bit disappointed by that too. Snow days are fun. And I actually don't mind the snow. I kind of like driving in it. It's sort of fun, sort of exciting. I don't know. Yeah, it's a nice thing, I guess. But but it was all gone like by mid-afternoon, so I was kind of bummed about, yeah. about that. I have some serious cabin fever. I could really get out and do something. Yeah, it is nice to be able to go somewhere and not have to wear 14 jackets. I can't wait to get on my motorcycle and ride in the hills. And if I tried to right now, I'd probably drive into a snow drift. I miss going for walks. Oh, I do too. Yeah. Yeah, it's just too cold, and we're starting to get into that time of the year where it's not so cold, but then you got wind, and then the wind just mm-hmm. isn't cool. Or you'll have like a day where it's like 50 degrees, and you're like, springtime, it feels so good, and then it gets to 30 degrees in two more days. And... I know. Ugh. I know. Weather so... in Idaho is all over the place. I mm-hmm. When I look at the weather app, uh, it'll show snowing for four hours today, and then I'll look at it a half hour later, and it'll be like, it's going to be clear and sunny, and then... Another half hour later, it's going to be blowing 20 miles an hour. It just changes and changes and changes. I don't, this is the worst time of year for a weather person in Idaho. It must be. Because yeah. the weather's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But there's things I'm looking forward to about spring. I do sort of feel like we didn't get quite enough snow this year, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But with springtime, we can start doing more outdoors. And, and our youngest is starting to beg to go to the park every time we drive we live near a school and every time we drive by he sees the park and he's like i want to go to my park and i'm like oh it's just a little too cold to enjoy it still he's of that age or phase where he wants to where he's interested in water and he's wanting to play in the water all the time whether it's in the toilet or the mm-hmm. sink and it goes everywhere Mm-hmm. so i can't wait for him to be able to play outside in the water to get it out of his system yes i am with you on that he gave himself a bath the other day. I was in here doing something and heard the water running. And then I went in there and he'd just taken a bath by himself. I'm like, somebody should be watching you. Um, his older brother was supposed to be keeping an eye on him. And he was, it was fine. I was nearby. So I kept an ear on him. Yeah. I've trained myself to listen for the water running. If it yeah. runs for more than a few seconds, it's him. And he's doing something he shouldn't be doing. So uh-huh. I have to get off. My rear end and get in there and stop him. Yeah. Like just about 20 minutes ago, I heard the water in there running and I ran in there and he was on the counter, hands and knees on the counter. He had like a, a used uh, yogurt container and he's filling it with water and he was doing something with it. And it was something he had to do, he's, he said. So he says, one second, one second, one second. It's <laughs> cute. Oh boy. So, our episode today is on flower feature. Yep. What is that? Well, let me explain by giving a little bit of a backstory. Um, 
About maybe a couple months ago, I saw a post on social media from my brother-in-law. He posted a photograph of some power lines with a mountain in the background and there's snow everywhere and it's really pretty. And the caption with the photograph is, For years I've been trying to keep power lines out of my Mount Temp shots. Yesterday, the power lines had enough and wanted some attention. The idea that came to me was, how often do we see something that we see as a flaw and we try to keep it out of the picture or we try to ignore it? Because he was trying to take a picture of Mount Timpanogos in Utah without yeah. the power lines, without anything mm-hmm. getting in the way of the shot. Yeah, and then he realized, oh, maybe the power lines, maybe there's beauty there too. Maybe there's, you know, and so when you see the picture, it looks really cool. And so taking something that he had been trying to avoid and actually turning the attention straight onto that thing was really cool to me. And I thought about how do we do that with other people? How many times do we see a person and we think, oh, that person, and we make some kind of judgment about that person? Just like as if the power lines were in the picture of his mountain, they were always a flaw in his mind Mm -hmm. until he was able to see past that flaw and see that, wow, this can be a feature of my photo is the power lines are the first thing in the picture and then the mountain is in the background. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he changed his perspective. Yes. And so I thought about how do we do that with people? Sometimes we'll see, we'll see a person and think, well, that person is such and such thing. We make some kind of judgment about them, like they're too serious or they're too crazy or they're too scattered or they're this or they're that. And we think of it as a bad thing. But what if we turn it around and think about how is that actually a good thing? How does that feature of that person, how does that personality trait actually benefit themselves and maybe benefit other people as well? It changes the way that you're thinking about a person, which then changes the way you feel about them. So what are some examples of this? Um, so as we were brainstorming this, one of the things that you thought of, and, and it's kind of interesting, is is organizing our eating utensils in the dishwasher. I have noticed, and I know you have noticed because you do this, is that you try to put all the knives in one and all the forks in one and all the spoons in one. And some people would say, that's kind of OCD. Yes, I've been made fun of for doing that more than once. Not by me, though. I think it's a smart idea. I don't always do it, but I do it sometimes. But there's a purpose to it. It makes it so that when everything is clean, you can just grab that whole thing of forks, knives, or spoons, pull it out, and plop it right into the... uh, into the drawer, mm-hmm. into its container, into mm-hmm. its spot. And so instead of just throwing everything into different, you know, everything mixed up, I mean, some people would think that's a flaw by having it so organized. Well, I think what they think is a flaw is the, not the attention to detail, but that they think it's too much work or that it's like being too picky. And there was a time when I tried to sort of make other people do it that way. I don't do that anymore. Sometimes I'll say, listen, if you put it, if you do it this way, and I explain the reason why I do it that way, and sometimes people do it, but mostly they don't. And even sometimes I don't, if I'm just like feeling in a hurry or if somebody's already started, it's all mixed together. I'm like, who cares? And I just mix it all together. I don't necessarily go back and like organize everything, but there's a reason why I do it that way. And it's not just because I'm trying to be controlling. It's funny about the, I just thought about this with the dishwasher because I load the dishwasher. It's funny that we're talking about dishwashing and dishwashers on the podcast, but 
I load the dishwasher a certain way and I load it the same way every time because I found that the way I load it maximizes the amount of stuff I can put into the dishwasher, which means less hand washing. And I've tried to talk, well, I've tried to tell the rest of you, well, I've tried to tell you, but I've also tried to tell our kids, hey, if you put things in a certain way and not just haphazardly, you can actually fit more stuff. And I've, I've opened up the dishwasher before it's been run before and seen how everything's haphazard. And I've taken things out and repositioned it and been able to get a lot more stuff in it. I think especially our kids are thinking, Dad, you're just, you're just being weird. You're just trying to tell me what to do. Yeah, you're just trying to tell me what to do. But it really makes it better, and I don't think they've caught the vision of it. They will someday. But I, I, you know, I'm a little bit weird like that because I'm not much of a perfectionist with things, but there's weird stuff where I am, like loading the dishwasher. Or another example, um, when I go to work, I dress and undress the same way, and I have really put a lot of thought and attention to how I dress and undress as, as a police officer. I get into a uniform at work, for those who don't know. And so a lot of guys have expressed how how they're shocked, I guess, at how fast I can dress, but especially undress mm-hmm. and dress down and so I can go home. Um, sometimes they say, well, yeah, it's like your clothes are just, you know, snap on clothes and you just rip them off and, you know, you're, you're ready to go. But it's not because of that. It's because I've really gone through and made a study of how I take you, off my clothing to to dress down for more. funny. I know. Yeah. I <laughs> leave re- work naked. No. And uh, you have perfected the process. I have perfected the process and some people... They work, think that's weird. I, th- I think they think it's weird. But you know what? It gets me out of there sometimes five, maybe ten minutes earlier mm-hmm. than some. And it's like... You know what? It's my time. It's five or ten minutes. That adds up over you know a period of time. Mm-hmm. So it might be silly, but, but that's I'm... that's where some some people would say, "Well, that's a flaw. You're you're getting too methodical about it. It's just it's just dressing down." Mm-hmm. Well, yes and no. But there's a purpose behind it. There's a purpose behind it. So I like to think of it as a good feature that I have. Mm-hmm. What's another one? Well, another one is sort of the opposite of that. It's being messy. Sometimes there are people who complain that their spouse or their kids or maybe a particular kid or friend or coworker or somebody is just really messy. They just never organize their desk or their clothes or their, leave their things all over the house and they see that as a real flaw. Usually it's when they're making it about themselves. Well, I think that people start, especially with being messy, is they start forming opinions about that person that can shame them or can mm. be really damaging. Yeah. Well, your house is so messy because you're lazy. And then, or, or we, because, or you're a slob. Or you're a slob. Yeah. You know, how does that make you feel when you're called a slob? Especially if it's your spouse calling you that. Oh yeah, that's Or thinking not good. that, even if they don't say it. But people who are quote unquote messy are often very creative. Their mind is working sometimes a lot faster on the inside than people know about. You don't see what's going on in their mind. You don't know what they're thinking about. But these people are often very creative and they bring a lot of joy to their environment. And that is a real strength in my opinion. I mean, a lot of times I think that they're really optimistic as well. And they're not necessarily bothered by things that maybe I would be bothered by as somebody who is not... I mean, I'm not saying I'm not creative, but I don't necessarily think of myself as a creative. That's not necessarily like something that comes as naturally to me as it does for other people. 
Uh, but that's a real gift for people like me who aren't necessarily as naturally creative. When I'm around a person who's more creative, who it comes more naturally to, it helps draw that out of me as well. And I really appreciate that. And yes, there is an element of teaching a child or asking a spouse to be considerate with where they leave their things um, or finding a system that, you know, if you leave your things out, I'm going to put them in this basket so that you know where they are, but they're not in everybody else's way. You can work around somebody's natural tendencies and find ways to make it work that it's considerate for everybody. Everybody gets what they need. To really appreciate the good qualities can really help to make a relationship better. Well, I think another thing that as a, you know, as a current spouse to you... Um, that didn't sound right. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I know what you mean. Maybe. Oh, man. It sounded terrible. Anyway, as your spouse or as a spouse, um, I think one of the things is um, is differences in beliefs. Um, sometimes we can look at what our spouse or significant other or even our children, when they have different beliefs about things, we look at that as a flaw. Mm -hmm. why are you screwed up why are you thinking this way when obviously what i believe is better and what and you correct, believe is totally wrong it's totally wrong and stupid and you know what i mean i do believe in right or wrong and maybe there is but it's their beliefs right and mm -hmm. you need to respect those beliefs mm -hmm. if you stop instead of trying to think about how everything they're saying is wrong and try to think about their point of view oftentimes that will broaden your own view of the world and be able to see, oh, maybe there is something right about what they're saying. And maybe there's a way to make my beliefs and their beliefs mesh together. Or maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you just respect their beliefs. It's, mm -hmm. you know, I, I look at our, our marriage and over time I have, I have started to realize that you have some different beliefs that I don't necessarily believe. Now, is that a bad thing? No. But your beliefs and you expressing them to me has helped me see things in a different light. Mm -hmm. um, it's broadened my, my perspective of the world and things. That doesn't mean I have to still believe in it or go for it or agree. But at least I know where you stand. And it does. It, I would say it, if I allow it, it can enrich my life. Um, but we all believe different things. And we can look at our, our spouse and say, well, that's a flaw. I have another example of this. Um, our oldest son tends to be more introverted. He's pretty quiet. Um, he keeps to himself. And when he was a teenager, he spent a lot of time sitting on the couch with his computer on his lap, and he'd be working away on his computer. Sometimes it was playing games. Sometimes it was Minecraft. Sometimes it was other things. But he also, for a period of time, got pretty deep into a program called Blender, where he was doing some really cool 3D animations. And if you want to go check it out, I will put a link to his channel in the show notes. But it was easy for us to see his introversion as a flaw and in saying, well, you should get out more. You should go find some friends. You should do things with other people. You shouldn't spend so much time on your computer. And there was a time when we sort of did see that as a flaw and try to convince him to do something else. We weren't really recognizing that as being his just natural way of being. But now that he is a little bit older and I have a little bit more perspective, I can see the benefits and the beauty in what he was doing. At that time, he was actually learning quite a bit. And because he was really good at Blender, 
when he was a sophomore in high school, he joined the robotics team in our town. His team was the Nest Scorpions out of Nampa, Idaho. 2594. Yep. So if you ever watch a first robotics competition, go Nest Scorpions. Yes. Ding them. Yeah. Now we have another son who's competing this year, and I'm so excited. Oh, so exciting. Better than any football game, in my opinion, to watch. Oh. Or basketball game. Well, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's so much fun to watch, and the kids are so funny. I love being in this big auditorium, not auditorium, event center, yeah. just watching all of the kids. And I we totally got off on a tangent here, but in my opinion, the term nerdy is a badge of honor. It's totally a compliment. It's not a flaw. It is a feature. Oh, yeah. 100%. Totally. Anyway, so Cameron was in robotics. <laughs> he used his blender skills to help with the robotics team to build the the drawings of their robot. And one of the other parents who had a kid in robotics saw his drawings and saw his potential and hired him to work in their engineering firm. And he basically did on-the-job training, and now this has led to what might be his career. Well, so, it is. He's going to school for engineering. Yeah, and that is a huge strength, in my opinion, that we were not seeing as a strength at that time. But once we were able to step back and say, okay, well, maybe he is doing something good. Like, if we had interfered and, like, taken his computer away or somehow, like, tried to force him to be different than he was, it could have messed up everything for him, you know? But because we were able to have the right perspective, at least at some point, at least to some degree, this has led to really good things for him. We saw that what he was doing was a flaw, but we allowed it and allowed it. And now we see that it was... Not a flaw at all. Yeah. It was totally the power lines in the picture of the mountain. Yeah. It was a, it's turned into such a strength for him. So if you look at your family, your spouse and your kids, what flaws do you see that are actually features, things that are actually strengths? And it just takes a little bit of rethinking or how you see it to see that it's not a flaw. Yeah. But a feature, a strength. Yeah. yeah. All of this applies to the way you see yourself also. We can be our own worst critic. And sometimes the things that you judge the most harshly about yourself are actually some of your greatest strengths. So think about this in relationship to yourself as well as your kids or your partner or your coworkers or other people. Recognizing your own truth is so liberating. I feel like I've been really going through this process and I used to really judge myself harshly for a lot of things. I think for me, it, it would be perfectionism. So there's perfectionism and then there's being good at perfecting something. And perfectionism is kind of the out of balance way for me. And I know perfectionism might be different for different people, but it was taking my desire to make things better a little bit too far. Like it was just a little bit out of balance. Once I was able to understand what perfectionism is, thank you, Monica Packer from the About Progress podcast. Um, once I was able to get a better view of that, I was able to bring that in and understand the difference between when I was being perfectionist and when I was perfecting or when I was using my gift of seeing how things could be done better and making things better, making it a better process, or maybe organizing something so that it's a little bit easier to use, or that kind of thing. I feel like that's a real gift, but it can be something that I'm also really hard on myself about. And so understanding that it really is one of my strengths has really helped me to use that in a more balanced and constructive way 
rather than having it kind of take on a life of its own and be something that's not as useful, if that makes sense. I mean, I think it really is important to just remember that sometimes what we think of as somebody's biggest weakness is also their greatest strength. So the challenge today is to look at maybe a person that you're having a hard time with right now and think about the thing that you are making be hard for you and trying to look at it head on rather than try to t- trying to ignore it or push it away or change it. Look at it head on and see how it is a benefit instead of a flaw. When are we going to do go on the road with the show? Have you ever thought about going on the road with the show? Hmm, I haven't thought about that. Because I mean, like, it'd be like going on tour. We would just have to take my computer and our microphone and go somewhere. And our wits and our guile. Not our guile, but <laughs> our guile. Nice. Okay, so on a side note, I've noticed, at least for myself, that sometimes we get sort of bogged down with all of the responsibilities of life and all the kids and all the things and work and stress that we sort of forget to have fun. So I thought, I wonder if anybody else struggles with this. So because of that, I created a one-page download that has 24 ideas of things that you can do. These are things that you can do together with your spouse, and you can include your kids on most of them if you want to, or not. And it's just fun activities that you can do that don't cost anything. They take very little or no preparation and you can just pick something from this list and it'll have you laughing and connecting and just bringing some fun and joy back into your relationship, relieving some stress maybe. And if this interests you, you can find the link for it in the show notes. So head on over, check it out if you are somebody who wants to have more fun in your marriage or in your family. And that's all I've got. That's all I got, too. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Bites podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Let us know what you took away from this episode by sending us an email at info at You can also see what we're up to on Facebook and Instagram at Andalyn Price Coaching. Or you can visit my website, andalynprice.com, to learn more. See you next week. Bye! That would help. Does that work now? There it, it does is. help to turn the microphone on. Nice. When do we sing the song? Next time. Okay, next time we're going to sing the song. You're going to sing a song. Yes. I'm not singing. I'm going to sing everything that I say. It's going to be super. We're actually finally going to do a singing podcast. You are? Are you, <laughs> are you are you making a commitment to me right now? Now I'm a little now I'm getting a little scared. And now you're like, "Uh-oh. If I had a tune I could do it to maybe." You know how every sitcom pretty much has a musical episode? Yes, they're weird. Maybe that's what we need to do. Okay, hold on. Stop that. (laughs) I can't think when you're making all that noise. (laughs) What if I just make faces? I can close my eyes. It's fine. You can do that all you want.